Welcome back to another episode of That's Business. Today's guest, Carolyn, has made it her life's mission to greet every day with enthusiasm. She faces challenges head on, going above and beyond to ensure everyone thrives as family, friends, teammates, and clients. She is a committed daily runner and flourishing promo products brand expert. She is committed to a 24-7, 365, give it her all lifestyle. It's her privilege and honor to earn the title of queen every day with courage, confidence, and celebration. She lives with her husband, Mark, her son, Alex, and rescue dog, Lexi, in Bloomfield Hills, Michigan. Carolyn, I'm so excited (laughs) to record this episode because I know you're full of so many good stories, but... Thank you for coming on. Oh, my God. Thank you, Angela. This is like, I don't know if you're going to ask me my first question. I'm like, I think I might even know the answer already because I love being on a show. Just for those of you listening, Carolyn is one of the most hilarious people I've ever met. I remember meeting you at M3, which is our networking group we met at, and you just like bulldoze into a room with like so much energy and enthusiasm and positivity. So your bio truly does give ode to that. But before we dive into Queen and all the incredible badassery that you are, I want to start throwing it back a little bit. What did you want to be when you grew up? Okay, so when I was very young and up until now, very old, I have always wanted to be on TV, talk show host, and that is why this is so exciting for me to do this, because this yes. is like my my moment of glory to be and talk and be interviewed to share my story. I just have always wanted to be on stage, I guess you could say. Amazing. Now, growing up, so will you transfer into being, of course, a teenager into high school? Was that still your dream or at what were you like in high school, teenage years? What was that like for you? Well, it will be no surprise to you. I was a cheerleader. No surprise at all. I was always voted the class clown. I was always friends with everybody. I went to Southville Lathrop and our school. I don't know if other schools were like this, but we had like Jew Hall and B-Wing and Jock Hall. And I was in all those halls everywhere, doing it up, meeting people. And I haven't changed from that person even remotely. (laughs) I even have more energy than I understand myself better so I can execute better amongst different groups of people, which is really fun. That is amazing. Like a superpower. Yeah. (laughs) Now you are, I mean, something you did not give yourself credit for of your promotional items and how you sell millions of dollars worth of promotional items. Let's make that clear that Carolyn is just every time I see her, even if it's just a week, she's like, oh yeah, I hit my goal. I doubled it. Oh yeah, I did this. I'm doubling it. I'm like, queen, like get it. But how did you end up in a sales position or can you walk us through your early stages of your career into where you are today? Absolutely. One of my favorite stories. So I went to Michigan State and I went to school for advertising. And it was kind of one of those last minute decisions. I had to pick a major, you know, and you never know what you want to do eventually. Right. Right. I'm still figuring it out. I think we're all trying to, right? (laughs) Exactly. And I called my mom and she said, I think you should try advertising. (laughs) It was like literally that random of a call. And so I graduated with a degree in advertising. And I'm like the person who loves everything I do. Like if I'm not having fun doing it, then I'm not going to be doing it. So I really, really found a niche in that. I really enjoyed it. And then I graduated from Michigan State and I was going to go on a trip with a bunch of friends, a graduation trip. And the trip fell apart. 
And so my gift from my parents was a membership to, it was at the time, Vic Tanny, a Maple and Telegraph in Michigan. I spent a lot of time there and I spent so much time there. I actually became an aerobics instructor. This was like my in-between time. You know, I was kind of looking for a job and whatever, taking it easy for a little bit. So I wound up being an aerobics instructor and I taught there for 26 years. And the best part about this is had the trip not got canceled and had that not been my gift from my parents for graduating, my entire life would have unrolled completely differently. And that's why I'm always like, oh, my God, please just be open to whatever life is throwing at you. Right. This is unbelievable. So I worked at several different medium-sized agencies. I am clearly not someone who does well in a large corporation. (laughs) I don't have enough HR people to keep me under control. And I I, uh, met a gentleman, John, and that's really his name. I'm not using it like a fake name. And he called me one day. He was one of my students and we ran a lot together and stuff. And he called me one day and said, I hear you're in the market for a job. And I had just had my son, Alex. So this is 27 years ago. And he said, would you like to come do sales for me? I am starting a company that sells large format printing and promotional products. And I remember, I like I can see it now, yelling for my husband, hey, Mark, what do you think if I try selling promotional items? And my husband was, you know, the breadwinner of the family and in TV production. And he said, you know what? Sure. You know, it was like, how much could you possibly make? It'll be diaper money. And so diaper money became one of my like talking points when I do go out and speak with groups. Because number one, he gave me the flexibility and the opportunity to pursue something new. And who knew that it was going to click and fast forward? Mark, who's giving me the opportunity to make diaper money, is now retired a stay-at-home dad, and I became the breadwinner of the family. That's incredible. Like, it was a complete flip. And it's really, truly goes back to, had I not wound up with that gift, I would not have received my life gift of a career that I'm just obsessed with. I love what I do. So that's how I got into it. And I just tried it, and I started making phone calls. And it was just me and John in an office in Royal Oak, and we were sharing a phone, and I had no idea what I was doing. And here I am. I figured it out. It's like that sink or swim, but clearly it was in line and meant to be. Now, I want to talk about, because that had to be such a drastic career transition, and I, I love your story because, and I love the diaper money part, so I'm so glad you brought it up, but... What was it like early stages? Because I feel when a lot of people transition careers, they think it's a walk in the park. And maybe it was a walk in the park for you when you started. But what were those early stages like? And sharing a phone, that's hilarious. Talk to us about that. Talk about a startup, right? Yeah, no kidding. (laughs) We can afford one phone. (laughs) You know what? It was easy. And it's interesting because I didn't have any pressure. So I didn't have to make, you know, a lot of it comes down to financials. Right. And so I wasn't in a financial position where I had to bring home a certain amount of money. I could explore it freely. So I didn't have pressure, but I liked it from the very beginning and I'm dedicated like above and beyond. So when I knew I liked it, I it became, that's why I say I'm 24-7, 365 because it started that way. And 
Like I would bring my son in his car seat and he'd be, you know, I'd be rocking him and and I'd be making a hello. You know, my, um, I sell promotional items. I'm not really exactly sure what I do, but we're going to figure this out together. And actually, one of my very first poll calls was Franco Public Relations Company. Honestly, not sure if they're in business still or not, but they did all the PR for Cobo Hall when it was Cobo. Oh, wow. And it was almost like everyone I called just gave me the opportunity. Again, it was just clicking meant to be. And so one of the first projects I did was we ordered, I think it was like a thousand pencils and they were to come with a logo and sharpened. My client called, and this is the beginning. My client called and said, we got the pencils, they look awesome, but they are not sharpened. And at that point, I realized what customer service meant. And I have not wavered from this, not an ounce. I went down and I personally, by myself, sharpened 1,000 pencils. I burned out every sharpener. Like they were bringing me sharpeners from my office. I literally, like I was doing the handheld one. I was doing the this one. I was doing the everything. That's still how I work. If you have a problem, I am going to take care of you. And, you know, you can be excited. To me, it seems easy to be excited. I know that's not necessarily true for everybody, but that comes easy to me. It's hard to be excited when you're in a situation like that. And I'm really good in those situations. And I'd rather be smooth, but I feel like my true self comes through when I'm able to solve a problem like that. I don't want to call you and tell you your pencils aren't sharpened, but we're going to do this. Here's the plan. I'm so excited. Let's go. And you have a lot of time to talk and get to know your clients then, too. Right. Because working with clients as a whole, like it's not all a walk in the park. There's going to be issues that are outside of your control. Like that wasn't your fault. But the fact that you sharpened a thousand pencils, geez, it does make a difference. And I'm sure those clients came back year over year because you do provide that service and it's all the communication. I think that's where a lot of people get away from is they forget the touch points with clients of, yeah, it's a pain in the ass. And yeah, did you want to sit there and sharpen a thousand (laughs) pencils? Probably not. Uh, Right. Right. But that's a lasting impression. I mean, I if I were them, I'd be telling that story till the end of time of like, oh, yeah, our sales rep, you know, uh, she sat here and sharpened all the pencils. But oh, my God. And I have plenty of those stories. I have one more I want to share really quick. Yes. So the advertising agency for Serta Betting, um, they were another cold call. And the cold call was to, excuse me, the head of production there and um, a donor advertising agency. And he said, yeah, come on in. And what I found out later, and to this day, he is still one of my very dearest friends. What I found out is that he was having me come in because one of his employees wanted to leave and go into sales. And I just happened to call in that moment. And he thought, oh, I'll have a salesperson come in and basically talk her out of it. Like, we'll ask her questions. (laughs) So I come in in a bubblegum pink jumpsuit, all bubbly, like, oh, my God, oh, my God. Clearly, I did not talk her out of it by any means, but I wound up, I still, they're one of my longest clients and the girl who I was trying to talk out of a job did eventually leave, but she's still a good friend and she took me everywhere that she went so that I could sell to the companies that she went to. And I did the Serta sheet was one of my projects. So I was the the plush toys. Yes. I was the vendor for 15 years until Serta and Simmons combined or whatever you call it. Merged. Merged. There you go. And 
we had to literally, I had to convince my vendors to get on a boat and I don't know if you pay them off or of what you do, but they literally got on a boat and had to get the goods from off the boat from China because we had an event and we delivered what we could. It wasn't all, I mean, they were huge orders. Like we did millions of them, but we got what we needed, like a big box of them. Like people are on board with me when I say we got to do this and you can do this. We do it. So if I tell you I can't do something, I'm pretty sure I, it can't be done and I'm not willing to take the risk because I do stuff like that. Right. I make shit happen. <laughs> you do make shit happen. That's incredible. Now, my favorite part about you being in promotional items, and I'm not generalizing about the industry, but it always seems to be pushy sales. Like you need to buy this and you need that. And if you're not doing this. And my favorite thing about you, well, one of the many is that you're not a pushy person. First of all, Carolyn gives away something at every meeting out of her own pocket. She's a sponsor of our networking group, and she literally gives away nice gifts, like incredible gifts. And I'm very jealous of the people that win the raffle, but that's beside the point. But how has this kind of made it your mission? And I want to talk about Queen and the whole end of your business that you are live, love Queen. So I kind of want to transition into that topic more of, but... How did this get to a point of you being such a giving person? You cultivate these relationships. You cultivate these events. Carolyn's got three or four events she's invited me to in the next few months. How did you do this? Or why is that such a big, important piece of who you are? I believe that you receive the most when you are at a point in your life to give back and understand the bigger picture. It's hard for me to explain because it's very much a feeling inside of me. I know that everything that has gone on in my life and and there's several, you know, we all have several stories of, I'm sure, trauma and I share it to impact other people's lives. I know I make a difference and the more I can see myself making a difference and the more I pay attention to what I'm doing intentionally to share stories of success or to share stories of failure, you watch other people have changes occur. And that's like, I say that I create magic. You do. I believe magic is real. And I believe that we all are responsible to create magic and have the ability to do so. And what I like to do is bring that out in people through one of the things I like to do is vision boarding, which has been a really big area of growth for me in the last uh, year or so. Put it out there and it's yours, baby. Right. Put it out there and it's yours. I love that. You should put that on a shirt. I'll buy it. Oh, I know someone who can do that. See? There we go. <laughs> it's like you knew to segue into vision boarding. So that was going to be my next question. I want to talk about vision boarding because a lot of people, the more I talk about it, I feel not everyone knows what vision boarding is. It's either people are diehards and they know about it or they don't know anything about it. So talk to us and my listeners on what is vision boarding and why is it important? Vision boarding is setting intentions based on words and pictures that resonate with the person putting it together. So I love to sit down and flip through a magazine, for example, and not to read it, but to capture and be inspired by words or even I'll cut some paragraphs out and even I'm not reading. I'm like looking for things of, uh, or words of inspiration. Then all of a sudden I'll fall on a full paragraph. 
and I'll cut it out and I make piles and I make a daily journal pile. I make a year long, like my overall vision board of what I want in this upcoming year. For me, it's not necessarily what I want tangibly. It's what I want inspirationally. It's how I want to feel every day. It's the ability to put out good vibes so that I can receive and then continue to give back the most. So I'm looking at words like I'm looking at an unusual way, which is something that I cut out, um, bold, deserve, uh, memory and meaning. And there are words that you can look back on daily or, or monthly or yearly or however you do it. And they create your future. They create your magic. And it's so important, too, because I think you had brought this up, but it's something you can look at every single day. So when you make your vision board and uh, my team and I went through a workshop with Carolyn, had an absolute blast doing it. But it's something intimate that I feel like you have to face yourself with. I'm not a talk about my feelings type gal, but it's fun to see every single day. And I have a few vision boards I created for this year, but it's so fun to see it every day and to look back at the end of the year and say, holy shit, like I accomplished a lot more than what I thought I did. Exactly. So it's even like these small wins we forget about. I mean, and you hold yourself responsible because you're yes. committing to acting and being and and reaching for certain um, opportunities and challenges. And I feel like this sets it up. I also just really importantly, I understand in the like the goal of the year or what's your word of the year. I, I believe in all of that, but I actually more take it down to more of a micro thought process. And I believe that everyone should have a word every day. So my journaling vision boarding, it takes on a whole new definition because I do this every single day. I ask myself, who am I? What do I want for my life? What do I want for my life today? And then I have my bag of words and I close my eyes and I fish a word out and they're words that I chose already. So I know they're going to be something I need. And I tape it on the page and that is my word of the day. And every day I have a word of the day. How cool is that to look back, you know, 365 days worth of words exactly. that pop up to you and just see that? Well, I shouldn't say I don't miss a day, but I rarely, rarely miss a day right. of doing it. I love and that. it's just, I believe in the power and I put together a kit or I designed a kit. Yes. Okay. Anyone can do vision boarding. I was actually just invited or asked to do a vision boarding session. And I, I actually declined because it wasn't in the format that I'm creating my brand on. And my format is to have this kit with all the tools you need so that it's like a muscle memory. Like, you know, to go to your kit and create and maybe it's to make yourself uh, get yourself out of a bad mood or, you know, make yourself feel better or just inspire. And, you know, I, I laugh because I'll just sit and have a cup of coffee or a glass of wine and I'll be sitting at the kitchen counter flipping through magazines. And my husband and son always come down and they're like, oh, God, mom's doing ransom notes again. Because <laughs> I get a joy and I get a calmness in finding those words. And I think that's also like it's growth for me. Every time I sit down and do that, it's growth. And I don't always glue them down. And sometimes I throw them away, right? Some of them aren't necessarily accurate the next day, but it helps me through. Right. So the kit's important. The kit is critical to my execution. 
Now, it's funny you bring this up because I just finished uh, Matthew McConaughey's book, Green Lights, which if you have not listened, I, great on tape because he's actually reading it. So it's okay. incredible. But something that he said helped him write the book was he had 35 years worth of visions, notes, or he called them like bumper stickers or just random ideas he had. And when he came together and he put himself in the desert for, I think it was like 40 some days or something crazy to write the book because he went through all 35 years worth of notes. And I think that ties into vision boarding and just even doing that. I mean, even just like a simple note. And I think I know me personally, I shared this with you, but I used to write all the time. I'm a really good writer, obviously being a resume writer and career coach and whatnot. But I got away from writing. And that's something that I have been practicing and doing. And your kit is awesome because not only do you get a bag, but it's also a way to be like, okay, anything I write, I put in there. I have my own journals. I have the one you gave me. But it's also a great opportunity to say, hey, Angela, write either in the morning or write at night and just do it. Because when you're ready for your book, you can literally take out of the bag and read through it. I love that. I was just reminded of that when I finished that book. And it's so true for what you do. So, yes. And it keeps you, I'm a, I'm a person who is extremely disciplined and routine is very important to me. Yes. And I've turned it into a discipline and a routine. Uh-huh. And anything can be turned into that. My whole thing is everyone has choices of what they do. You can wake up in the morning and go, oh, I'm tired. I'm going back to bed. Or you just get up, write in your journal for five minutes. It's literally what it takes via the way I do it, right? Because I don't have the attention for more. <laughs> and I'm set up for success for the rest of the day. Right. Again, magic. <laughs> it's magic. It works. Now that we're talking about vision boarding and everything, what do you have in store for 2023? Or what are some of those things that are more exciting that you'd like to share with us? Well... I am exploring and looking at setting up events for women that empower women. And I know it's so cliche and I'm trying to think of I'm what I'm working on are ways to make it non-cliche. So I have an event coming up in February where I'm inviting like probably 50 of my closest friends because I have that energy to connect people and I want to focus on the introductions. So this is a year of introductions. And I am pretty sure that through helping people meet people, I'll receive the people that I want to meet. And attending events, whether I go alone or with someone, like reaching out and meeting new people. And I did go to an event just before the holiday and I met, I walked up and introduced myself and it's turned into this amazing friendship and relationship, business, personal And I want to continue to encourage people to do more things like that, but do them myself because I feel like if I do it myself, then I can say it's not that hard. Right. I know what it feels like. And if I can do it, you can do it. So I had written a a children's pop-up book previously, and I do not see myself writing another book, but I see myself doing things that are able to give it back. I know you had on Stacey Latona on your show and- I was able to take the profits from my book and I actually gave them to her so that she could have some seed money to do some promotional projects, which obviously I was able to help with. And it's just that whole, again, giving back is just critical to personal growth, I believe. It really is. And you are the perfect example of that. I mean, you give so much to so many people and I'm blessed and thankful that you came into my life and I'm so excited for these. I'm excited for Saturday and I'm excited for this event coming up in February that I will be at. Thank you. 
As we wrap this up, yes. I always like to ask every guest, what advice do you have for listeners? Well, it's pretty darn simple. Listen, learn, execute, receive. Listen, learn, execute, receive. Magic is real and you're in the driver's seat to get it. It's your choice. Every day you have a choice. You can change it, but it's yours and magic. <laughs> magic. I love that. That's so simple, but it's so impactful. Now, Carolyn, thank you so much. This was so much fun. Of course, I knew this would be fun. But for those of you listening, if you want to work with Carolyn, you want to hire her for a vision board for yourself, for your team, all of her information is in the show notes to reach out to her or you need promotional items. Of course, she has millions of those. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of That's Business. If you're looking for a career change and you're not sure where to start, the Resume Rescue can help. Sure, there's no such thing as the perfect fit for everyone, but here at the Resume Rescue, we're on a mission to find the perfect solution for you. Whether it's changing careers, updating a resume, learning LinkedIn, or practicing interviewing, we have you covered. Find us online at theresumerescue.com and find all of our contact info in our show notes.